Clayton Bird Goes Underground by Rita Williams Garcia. Chapter 12 Scolding Tones Everyone saw Clayton leave the school with his mother. Some had even laughed at him and teased him about the whipping he had coming. Clayton wasn't worried about a whipping. His mother wasn't the whipping kind. She'd take away his treasures first, the things he loved, and the things he loved to do. But she didn't believe in whipping. She did, however, believe in scolding. Clayton's mother scolded from the time they left the school to the time she drove home to the time they got in the house. Even when she wasn't out and out scolding, she spoke in scolding tones. In you-know-betters, what's gotten into yous? She said over and over, your grandfather's passing is no excuse for this behavior. Clayton remained silent through the scolding. He couldn't tell her what was wrong if he wanted to. He didn't understand it all himself. Even if he could tell her, she would only blame Cool Papa, and Clayton was tired of her being angry at the person he loved the most. He said nothing. You can't just do as you want to because you want to. But Clayton hadn't done a thing he wanted to to do. He didn't want to read the book, but he didn't want to fall asleep in class either. He wanted to jam with his grandfather, be with his grandfather. But his grandfather was gone. The bluesmen were ready to hit the road again. If he didn't if he did what he wanted, he'd go on the road with the bluesmen. And the thought popped into his mind again, like it did when he sat in the pastor's office and figured things out with the Rubik's Cube. It wasn't like a fleeting idea that disappeared, like waking dreams, but like something that could be real. You've been nothing but disruptive in class couldn't help it. Your teacher assigns the book to the class, but it's not the book you want to read, so you tell the teacher you don't want to read it. That's because I already read it. That's not the point, Clayton. You don't listen. You're just like your father. That wasn't what he expected. She always said, you're just like your grandfather, which he had always taken to be a good thing, no matter how angrily she said it. But his father? Even though his mother made sure he spent one weekend out of the month with Mr. Miller, Ms. Bird rarely spoke of him. She'd ask if they had a good time when he went out on his monthly visit, and what did they eat. But that was about it. You can't just do what you want, take off and go where you want, have everything your way. Clayton didn't answer because he didn't know who she was talking about. Him? 
his grandfather, or maybe his father. It couldn't have been him. She didn't know about his playing in Washington Square Park with Cool Papa and the Bluesmen. If she'd known, he would have heard about it in scolding tones from sun up until sundown for nearly the rest of his life. His mother couldn't have meant his father, who'd missed one monthly visit because of a business trip. His father wasn't the take-off-and-go kind. In fact, his father offered to pick Clayton up every other weekend, but Ms. Bird always said, not yet. Clayton knew exactly who she meant. Ms. Bird was still angry with cool Papa. He had been the one who'd taken off and gone when the sea or the road called. That's who she was mad at this time. And him. His mother was angry at him, too. You can't make it by following your own tune, his mother said. Tune. Of course she meant Cool Papa Bird and the blues. I want you to succeed in this world, she said, as she marched up the stairs, and I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. Just like Clayton could read the tones and nods and ghost notes of Cool Papa's guitar playing, he could read what it meant when her usual scolding tones changed to something more hard and firm. He knew she had come to a decision. And he was afraid of what that decision could be. He followed her, running to catch up, all the while chanting, No mommy, no mommy, no mommy, no mommy, no mommy, no mommy, no mommy. The way kids plead to be spared the belt. He hadn't called her mommy since he was a little kid, but no mommy was all that poured out of his mouth. She marched to his room. He was close behind her. She threw back the pillow where his silver blues harp lay. Clayton dove for it, but Ms. Bird was faster and snatched it in one clean swipe. No more blues, she said, waving the silver harp. No more of this low-down sound in this house. She turned on her heel and took the blues harp into her room, her white marshmallow soles thumping. The next sound he heard was a drawer slam. A pain shot into his gut, a deep-down pain, but he didn't cry, wouldn't cry. <laughs>